This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcasts Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. FRG Ministry presents the Catholic Influences Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Hughes, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and explore relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter and more reflective explanation of the Sunday Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influences, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Second week of Advent, and we're at episode 12, and we're talking about the Gospel of Mark, and then a really interesting cur- curly-whirly question. Curly <laughs> Make sure you stay tuned all stay the way tuned. to the end. Yes. Guys, oh, sorry. Yeah, you go, Justine. I, um... I have a question for you guys. Ooh. I'm really scared for this It's always one. a serious one. I like to unpack the deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, my goodness. But do you guys have a food that you eat in secret? Because mm. objectively, it's pretty disgusting, but you love it. But if anyone else knew what you were eating, you would be so judged. <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have to think about this. Yeah, right. And when I, I thought about yeah. I'll say something. I don't yeah. know if it's would be considered disgusting, but people find it weird. Let's just put it that way. Um, when I was little, my grandfather used to make me um, like a piece of bread with ricotta on it. And like ricotta is usually like a savory thing, but he would sprinkle it with sugar. Oh, and yeah, it was I the like best that. thing ever. But oh, then I, I went to my husband's sugar. and like um, house or whatever. And I said, I wanted ricotta with sugar. And they looked at me like That's I was crazy. That's that delicious actually. I would find that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. see, maybe your disgusting things inspire people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I got, guys. Pasta with sugar, like a ricotta. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very good. Oh. Well done. You can eat that. <laughs> That's commendable. I don't <laughs> have the welcome. sugar, but anyway. <laughs> I think mine was inspired by I had nothing left in my fridge and I was really poor at the time. But I'd put um, tuna, a dollop of um, hummus. Oh. Some cheese. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> and jalapenos in a bowl. Oh my gosh, it sounds delicious. It sounds like a Subway sandwich. Guys, we're getting this wrong. <laughs> this is not supposed to be delicious. <laughs> Cry and tell me I'm disgusting. <laughs> we didn't get the memo. <laughs> well, uh, I haven't, I, I don't know. I, probably because I don't know how to cook. I just eat really simply. Like, But I could eat... Um, two tins of tuna a day and I, they told me if I, they measured the mercury in my yeah. blood it would probably I'd probably light up in the dark <laughs> but I eat a lot of tuna because I don't have time to cook okay, I don't so know how to this. cook have you, you ever Daniel? accidentally eaten your dog's food mm. even just a little bit maybe <laughs> not, I wouldn't put it beyond me. I wouldn't even have wa- wa- worried about it. <laughs> I buy my dog very good, high quality food. You Do know. you know one of my aunties who was a little bit like she grew up in the war and a lot of the like money saving stuck with her. Love it. Bless her soul was a great person. But she saw in this magazine that some canned meat was on special. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like I'll buy lots of cans of this meat. And so she, she bought the meat. She saved a lot of money. She went home and she cooked some like um, meat sauce for spaghetti and served it to her daughter. And her daughter's like, "Mum, what you, what meat is this? This tastes a bit weird, weird. a bit different. And she's like, I don't know. I got it on sale. <laughs> and she's like, show me the can. It was dog food. I no. knew that's where you were going she with that. Oh my gosh. Dog food, but it was on special. So. <laughs> can I tell you, uh, uh, we'll get to the gospel sorry, soon. Sorry. But one of the worst <laughs> things that happened, happened was a seminarian with us. And he went home to visit his family. 
and he drank some milk in the fridge and it was his sister's breast milk (laughs) 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 to feed the babies and she and it was the most awkward oh anyway wow (laughs) and he told you about it yeah it did did, did. (laughs) told a pack of seminarians about it yeah and it was so funny i'll never forget it but anyway this is the most wonderful time of the year advent christmas to prepare you for this wonderful season we're offering an advent retreat we do this every year this year is going to be extraordinarily special i'm going to be one of the hosts for this retreat along with the beautiful rose and augie from our fit ministry team we have so many amazing guests this year father rob father nathan sister mary sarah we're going to have times of prayer talks mass something for everyone you know we might be separated if we're tuning in online we might be gathering together behind a screen and tuning in but i invite you to come and worship Jesus as we get closer to Christmas. Hope to see you there. If you want to be a part of it, you can head to frgministry.com forward slash events to get involved. Don't want to miss it. I hope to join you there as we pray together and we prepare to celebrate the wonderful gift that God has given us. <laughs> we now need back, to, back to the We scriptures. need to calm down. <laughs> Maybe we can say a, a prayer to start. Let's pray. <laughs> In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God, once again, we just thank you for bringing us into your presence. Thank you for bringing us around this table. Um, I just want to pray for each person listening to this podcast that you would enlighten them with your word and with what you want to say to them, particularly in this time of Advent um, as we prepare for the birth of Jesus. Um, In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today's gospel is taken from the gospel of Mark chapter 1. Verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. How do you imagine John the Baptist? What would he look like apart from what you would you just heard from the scripture, of course? Bit frazzled and weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't go past the camel's hair garment. Like I just think of it yeah. being this ruffle. Thing. Yeah, it would be rough. Yeah, it would be yeah. itchy, I imagine, from the outside. But can you imagine how warm warm, like like and it would preserve water i don't know but it would be the most sustainable probably uh, food and he we know yeah yeah even though he had he had people use him as a vegetarian person but he did like his it was not vegan leather that he was wearing yeah true that oversight i think he would have been a bit unusual we have um you know bit nice bit unusual in australia and i think that there's a lot about this scripture that when we first read it if we don't have any context i think yeah, that's a bit unusual. But I think the intention 
And the meaning of unusual is not bad. Yeah. It actually illuminates quite a lot and um, quite significant and powerful revelation and messages. And so, yeah, he was a bit of an unusual witness and um, he, the location in which he served and ministered was quite unusual. You know, whilst we might expect an announcement of God's coming to be in some like major hustle bustle center point or on top of it, you know, a hill, um, John fulfills the prophecy by preaching out in the wilderness. And um, that's not just accidental either that, you know, the wilderness is also symbolic. And in the Old Testament, often the wilderness signifies a place of preparation and repentance. So unusual, but also full of, of meaning and prophecies being fulfilled. He's a bit unusual in his appearance. As we said, mm. I cannot say that I've worn camel skin um, or eaten locusts for that matter, just to clarify, yeah. or dog food <laughs> to clarify that too. <laughs> or breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his unusual appearance is significant because it actually aligns him with Elijah for a couple of reasons, but one being that they're described wearing the same very specific um, mm -hmm. outfit, um, the the garment of hair and the, and the leather belt. And lastly, you know, this unusual looking guy actually had unusual impact. He mm, was yeah. popular and people flocked to him. He was out in the wilderness and people left Jerusalem mm -hmm. to go to the countryside to hear his preaching, hear his message, to repent of their sins and be baptized. So yeah. it was unusual. And so really what, what we hear here is that God does work through unusual things and unusual people sometimes, unusual situations. It's not unusual for God yes. to do that. <laughs> but this is the way God works as well through the church, that we are in an unusual place. You step into a church, it's an unusual yeah. building. Mm. You go to listen to the music in the church, it's unusual music. <laughs> because sometimes unusual is also transcendent. Sometimes yeah. unusual is sacramental to something that it is pointing to. You know, for John the Baptist, it was this end times, this silence, they were living this busy life and they saw the simplicity in John the Baptist and the simplicity of his message to repent, turn away from sin. And I imagine he would have been so full of joy and peace as well. Mm. But yet he was quite strict as well. He was very black and white. There was no gray about John the Baptist. And so people were drawn to that because even especially today where everything is so gray, there's your truth and my truth and we can both keep our truth and there's the way I perceive things, you perceive things and we can both keep that and they're both right as true. While for John the Baptist, it was like, this is right, this is wrong, believe it or go to hell. You know, yeah. and people need that. They need mm. the church to be that voice. Sure, he would have had enemies. Sure, he would have had people that disliked him. But how desperate is this world for a church that is not afraid to point to heaven, that is not yeah. afraid to speak truth and yeah. not afraid to be different? While we put so much energy in our music, in our efforts to become like the world, while the world is desperate for the church to become like heaven. Mm. Mm. I, I really was taken aback. Or I, I love John the Baptist's humility because even though he had this um, incredible following, this incredible influence, things were happening, like people's lives were being changed. They were turning back to the Lord, right? He still didn't um, point that glory towards himself. He kept saying, no, I'm just the precursor to the one who's going to come. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. Um, and again, it's a reminder to us that we're called to this same humility. 
God might be doing incredible things um, through us. But again, we're not called to exalt ourselves, but again, keep pointing that um, glory back to Jesus um, and maybe just a, a good opportunity for us during this time of Advent to look mm-hmm. at, are we actually doing that in our lives? Yes, and it's again, Advent is a beautiful time to introspect, to to see whether we're living for heaven, whether we, even our presence, you know, is our presence sacramental? Is our presence making a difference? And sometimes the difference it makes, it makes us uncomfortable. People act differently around us. Mm-hmm. They do different things around us. But uh, well, how beautiful eventually when people, even though it makes us uncomfortable, are changing towards heaven, even one little budge at a time. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, you have a story which uh, I, I don't know if I haven't asked if you can share this, but it, yeah. it's really impressed me. You went on holiday some time ago on a wedding and, and there was something that, that happened. Well, I didn't know that it happened at the time, um, but um, I was at a wedding with some of our secular friends um, and they obviously know that I'm Catholic because I'm on a Catholic podcast. <laughs> um, and I che- I generally be pretty careful about how I speak about it um, around there. I don't shove it in people's faces, but if they ask, I'm very happy to talk about it. Um, Anyway, I had found out a couple of days after the wedding that they had planned this entrance into their wedding that had a whole bunch of different songs. And one of the songs was kind of a little bit offensive to Catholics. And I found out they were going to put it in, but then because I was going to be there, they took it out. Yes. Um, And I was like, wow, I didn't expect, like they didn't even tell me, my husband told me. but yeah, I found that pretty interesting. But how amazing! Like even like something could be considered small, could be something big. But they, you are a presence enough for them to move, to move things. And we don't really appreciate how much people, how much things move because of our presence when we spend time with Jesus. And uh, just think about this guy, like, I don't know if you ever heard of this evangelist, Billy Graham. Now, Billy Graham was one of the biggest and most incredible evangelists, and people would go to his services, like tens, hundreds of thousands of people, Catholics and non-Catholics alike, and they would go to these events, and whole towns would, would go to them. But one thing that they noticed every time, every town that Billy Graham went to and spoke at, for um, statistically, Bibles went up, sales of Bibles, by 300%. Alcohol sales went down on an average by 40%. And several, several uh, impressive amounts of people who, who um, submitted divorce papers um, retracted them during his time there or after. And so these are small things that he probably didn't even know about then. Eventually, mm. they collected the statistics he did know. But how sometimes we don't realize that God impacts people. We expect God to impact in certain ways. But our presence, when we spend time with the Lord, when we spend time in the wilderness, and this is the important thing, and maybe we'll allude to this, what does it mean to spend time in the wilderness with the Lord? Because yeah. it's amazing to spend time with, with God in, in, in the abundance, but what about that, that wilderness? That is the place where we, in a sense, sense the presence of God, mm. but we, we feel the presence of God least. Because we don't see the fruit, we don't see, um, it's, it's not glamorous, it's not glorious, and it's actually discomforting. Mm. It's really powerful that the way he lived his life, at a minimum, made people think. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can live lives that at a minimum <laughs> make people think, that's a really powerful circuit breaker. Mm-hmm. Because perhaps there's a lot in this world and a lot of messages that people are exposed to that don't require much thought. 
that don't require critical thinking. <laughs> but if you can live a life and live in a certain way or respond in, in ways that make people stop and think, I think that's um, perhaps uh, John the Baptist-esque, yes. you know, and it's not us, it's it's Jesus ultimately at the end of the day, you know, and, and that's exactly what John the Baptist is about. This is not about me, guys. Like, please do not misunderstand mm. what I'm here for. This is about, and he Jesus, didn't say yeah. it, but this is about Jesus. Yeah, and people are going to look at us. They're going to follow us and they're going to look to us. But at the end of the day, it's about Jesus and we're pointing to Jesus and making, in a sense, uh, making Jesus famous. He's already famous, but <laughs> even he, God uses our fame. And, and fame can, I'm not talking about on a stage fame, you know, this, the fame, is, it could be within your household. It could be, yeah. it's your place of influence. Yes. And to point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to segment number two of this podcast. As we said at the beginning of this episode, we have a very curly-whirly question today. Um, and the question is, I have cancer. Is God punishing me? Okay. Honestly, so. when when I read our show notes, the podcast notes for this, I felt like all the wind got knocked out of my stomach mm. with this question because it's so real and I don't know who you are and I don't, you know, it's such a big question. Just to clarify, um, this is not any of us who has cancer, but someone else who has yes, <laughs> brought, asked a question. brought this question to us. It was just us. written in first. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real question. Eh? It's, a, it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a horrible question. Mm. And it's a reasonable question as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. I think it's a really human um, reaction. I think whenever something happens to us that we didn't quite plan and it hurts and it's sucky, mm-hmm. um, we can view it as, hey, is God punishing me for this thing that I did or this thing that I didn't do? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's normal for people to feel like that because this is the way human beings naturally feel, that we feel that when something bad happens, it's a punishment. When something good happens, it's an award. That's the way we're conditioned. And in fact, there's a big um, philosophy which is anti Christian in a sense called karma. Now, mm-hmm. karma is all about being punished for the wrong you did and being awarded for the good you 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 did as well. So, but we know because of the cross, if we were we're not punished because of the the things that we did and because everything goes to the cross. So, karma sort of there's something that stands right in the middle of the way, and that is the cross. But also. Um, God doesn't punish us for our sins. The Old Testament, people, even the time of Jesus, they said, look, there was the blind man on the side. What, did they sin or did their parents sin? So there was this 
understanding that God punished us for our sins, even in the Hindu religion. That is so prevalent. Yeah. So like the caste system, you leave the sick on the side of the road, you let them die, because if they pay for their sin in the next life, they'll reincarnate as something better. So as I'm just all saying all of this to say yeah. that this is a really human, real yeah. question. Mm-hmm. I found this one really hard to to give thought to and to be honest, my first, aside from feeling like I just wish I could spend time with this person, I think the first thing was that answer is God punishing me. Like my heart was like, no, like God is not punishing you. No, that is not who God is. That is not in his character. That is not what he says. And he's, he's proven that that's not who he is. Um, and aside from that, I have a whole lot of things that I've written, but they I don't feel right in sharing them. But mm. I, I know that you guys have some wisdom. Um, to I don't know if it. it's wisdom. It's just I think things that I guess have comforted me in times of yeah. Um, suffering that, yeah, um, I don't know. What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, just, uh, I think it's so important for us to understand, as Justine, as you were saying, that God doesn't punish us mm. for our sins, and that's a wrong aspect of looking at it. Sometimes things happen, bad things happen. In the book of Job, take the Old Testament. And this was the whole question. And I, my prayer is, read the book of Job, open the book of Job, because he was the most amazing man. Yeah. And he was the man after God's own heart. And he was doing everything that God asked and required of him. And more, he was the most generous person, but yet bad things kept happening to him. Sickness kept happening to him. Disaster within his family. He lost his children. He lost everything. And yet he never did anything wrong. Mm. And then there comes this battle between Satan and God. And there's this, and Satan keeps saying, can I punish him some more? Can I punish him some more? So that in his mind, he starts to turn his back on God and mm. saying, hey, I've been so faithful to you. I've done so many good things to you. And this is maybe the question you're asking. I've done so much good. I, look at all those wicked people out there. Why don't they get cancer? Why do I get cancer? Why do I have to go through this? I've done so many good things. And, and yet God seemingly has turned his back on me. And again, that's a normal question to ask. But if you look at the book of Job, it was a battle for the soul. It was a battle for his heart. Mm. You see, even if you get cancer, even if you this the, the disaster comes your way, even if you lose your children, will you still love me? Will you still follow me? Will you still trust me? And that is the hardest question, the hardest battle to go through. Because sometimes we don't want to trust God. Sometimes we don't want the cross. Sometimes we don't want the battle. But yet, God serves us this, and we say, or allows this, doesn't cause this, but he allows this. And sometimes if we look at it in this way, you see, it could be a beautiful gift. And uh, hear me out here. Mm. One of my best friends, Chris, um, died of cancer a few years ago. And uh, he, he, he struggled, he suffered, you know, like he, he went through hell. And, but uh, not to go into detail, but I just saw him in the six months he had to live, just he became a saint and he was ready for heaven and he towards the end he was excited not of, for dying but excited to go to jesus and how i wish now i don't want cancer and I, I god please protect us from cancer god protect you god heal you but how privileged like it's almost like you this was a gift to him as a guarantee to heaven mm. because i saw and i know that he was holy by the end of it wow. And so what a beautiful gift that if we are, can take that pain and allow God to use it. Absolutely. I was just going to say I know of so many stories of people 
who have gone through cancer and have said, these are the moments where I have felt the closest to the Lord, like even closer than when I didn't have cancer. And it was the cancer that brought me into that relationship with God. And um, I see these things sometimes as an opportunity to get closer to God, an opportunity to share in the suffering of Christ. And when you unite that pain um, with the suffering of Christ, it is powerful. Yes. And we certainly don't have all of the answers, even as uh, both Alyssa and Justina hesitated. Now I can come forward with the theology. Okay, I can pick up the pieces. But it's it's a really hard question to it answer. Is. And it's, 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 it's so hard that, that if no answer that we can give can justify or and we, we stand in awe and we 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 just want to encourage you and 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 to pray for you in your struggling in your suffering because no one deserves this no one wants to go through this and and no one can understand this unless you yourself go through it so we're not claiming to understand mm. we're not claiming to have all of the answers but all we're here to do is to just keep you understanding that that the the battle is not over you see god is not done with you yet and it's not about yeah. life or having a long life or a short life but God has made you for heaven and what if for one moment just speak to the Lord about it and say God look I don't want this and I ask for your healing but what if we together you and me we use this to prepare me for heaven if I'm healed fantastic but if I'm not just please make sure I get to heaven because Mm -hmm. this is the most important thing at the end of the day absolutely Um, and I was just going to ask for the intercession of Saint Peregrine who is the patron saint of cancer Yes, so St. Peregrine, pray pray for for us. us. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We're only a couple of episodes out from the end of the season. We hope you've enjoyed this season, all the curly questions, all the um, gospel explanations. We've enjoyed it. Um, we've still got other stuff happening at this time as well. We're in the middle of our Advent retreat, these three gifts. Oh. Join us, figministry.com forward slash events. Otherwise, catch us on social media, all the social media platforms. We're trying some funky new things with our social media, some little fun skits, and we hope you guys enjoy that. Um, also, if you are listening to us on a platform where you can rate, leave a review, please do that. It helps the algorithm. Share this with your friends. We would love to get this out to more people and know that we are praying for you. Please keep praying for us. Well, thank you. And we'll see you again next week. Make sure you share this with someone, especially someone who's struggling with sickness, mm. someone who's mm. maybe lost a sense of hope and they think that God has abandoned them. Share this episode with them. You might do a world of good. This has been a production of OSV Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.